Oh, good morning. Did you notice anything different about me? I got my beanie. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Byron said that I won this. He said I, he figures I'm already a champion. Uh, I'm not sure how that qualifies. But anyways, uh, I have a little competition for you a little bit later uh, in the Bible Moves a competition to introduce to you. And I am almost sure I can win it. We hope. But anyway, I got the beanie. I got the squeezy mug. And uh, I am so ready to go. Not to go home. I still have a couple days here. I want to introduce you to something very important because I know how homeschoolers love resources. And uh, if you like the Bible moves, uh, then um, it's a free resource for you. I hold in my hand an artifact of days gone by. It's called a DVD. Uh, it's, it's kind of an old sort of thing, and you put this disc into a DVD player, and it plays video movies on it. Prior to that, uh, in 25 years ago, I brought uh, to Heartland Camp VH VHS tapes and sold them. Does anybody have one of those? Really? Oh, God bless you. Hang on to it. I'm sure it'll be worth one penny. You know, uh, someday. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the good news for you, moms, dads, and uh, everyone else, is that it's on video, and I'm gonna. It's on YouTube, and it's free, and you can find it by going. Oh, there it is. <laughs> you can find it by go, doing a Google search for Brian Bop YouTube. It will take you to this wonderful resource. We're gonna play you just a little bit now. Wait, don't don't be shocked, okay? Yes, this is me. This is young skinny me, okay? Take a look at the Bible moves. I'll just give you an introduction, uh, and then I'll tell you a little bit more about it uh, because I want you to have it. That song. I wrote this song. I can't sing that high anymore. But anyways, this is just intro. Yeah, I created it, too. And I am a reverend. Go figure. I am so glad to welcome all of you to the Bible Moves Workshop, the Bebop Bible Moves. Now, we're going to learn all the books of the Bible through in order with hand motions, and those hand motions will give you an idea what each book is about. For the first book, Genesis, we take our hands as though we're grabbing two handfuls of clay, and we make them into a ball, and then we hold that ball in our hands. That's how God created the world. And you know, Genesis is the book that teaches us all about the beginning of the world, how God took and formed the world, and then how He formed the oceans and the stars and all the people and all the animals. And so that's all okay. what the book of Genesis says. That's now, what we want to do is we do that... <laughs> Yes, I was indeed young, and well, I never achieved handsome, but I was young anyways. And keep this image in mind, because my belief is that when uh, this body dies, and uh, after then God resurrects this body, it will look more like that than like this, okay? I only have one chin and uh, quite a few less pounds anyways. Uh, but I want you to have that if you indeed feel like you can use the Bible moves in your homeschool or in your church, however you want to do it. 
The way it's divided up is by sections of scripture. You have one video for the Pentateuch, one video for the books of history, one for the books of poetry. One, so it's, it's segmented in that way to make it very accessible for you in whatever, sec, you know, in a, whatever setting that you want to use. And so please make yourselves, uh, ma please use it. Because educationally, you might have recognized it is very effective. It uses the eyes, the ears, and the hands to teach one thing. And uh, whatever style of learning you have, it's going to hit that style and help you to remember all the books of the Bible. And, and the sequence is very important, but even more is the next level of learning, the content, so that it becomes an online searchable database for you. In the moment, you can say, where can I find a, a, a chapter, a book that teaches about Jesus? And in your mind, you'll go to Colossians, which is, all the fullness of God in bodily form. Or you might think of uh, Mar Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. John is Jesus, the son of God. Luke is Jesus, the son of man. It, 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 you could go on and on. And so uh, these things are important because, you know, you might not have your phone on you. You not, might not be able to search Google. But guess what? If you have all of that written in your heart as you memorize Scripture, you get a, a whole, a very, a wide breadth of scripture, and it's all very important, as Paul reminded, reminds us. All scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So, uh, on that website, also uh, on it's not a website on my YouTube channel, you will find other usable resources. You will find young, skinny. Dirk Durango, we have a little taste of that as well, done in a movie format, and these were shot 25 years ago uh, in California by some friends of mine uh, who are still in the video right. business. Okay. Hi, I'm Detective Dirk Durango, chief investigator on the Heresy Squad of the Doctrine Division, and this is my partner, the Holy Spirit. You can't see him, but he's always there. We walk our beat like a firefly at a bonfire. When you want the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, we'll find it. We are the truth team. Yeah, so I noticed a couple of things. My trench coat has changed. The old one doesn't fit anymore, <laughs> so I really I can't even get the I can't even get the belt to go around my my dad bod. But anyways, uh, the same great content, uh, younger, skinnier me. Also, if you have kids' church and you want to do uh, say, uh, the, these are the rules I used in kids' church, and I got tired of repeating them, so I made a, a video with Cool Bobby. He's a he's a a, pop, a puppet that um, tells us the rules in kids church. True North was the name of my kids church there in Des Moines before I, I got promoted to hospice chaplaincy. That was our kids church set. Oh, hi kid. Who Bobby here? I uh, well, I came to tell you it's cool to follow the rules. Yeah, the rules in kids church. That way, 
everybody gets a good chance to learn about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rule number one. No talking. Yeah. Don't be chatting with your neighbors while Pastor Bebop is trying to teach us something cool. Yeah. Okay. That's rule number one. Oh. Unless you have to ask a question or something. Well, then raise your hand and somebody will call on you. Yeah. That's how it's done. Okay. Rule number two. No walking. Yeah. Because, you know what? If you have to go, hold it. Yeah. You're big enough kid to do that. Unless it's an emergency. Then raise your hand. Someone will call on you. And, okay. Take care of business. Alright. Rule number three. Um... Oh, yeah. No goof-offs. Don't pick on your neighbor. Don't pick your nose. And don't pick your neighbor's nose. I hate when that happens. Yeah, I'm trying to listen, and somebody's trying to pick my nose or got their finger in my ear. Makes it hard to concentrate. Yeah, that is not cool. So, obey the rules and be cool like me. Cool Bobby. All right? Yeah, see you later. Bye-bye. See that office there? That was my kid's church office. All sorts of books and everything and props and junk piled around. Now my office is an iPad. It's way so much easier. It's just way better. <laughs> anyway, uh, I don't know if you were as entertained by that uh, as I was, but I, <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. What do you think? Yeah, yeah anyway. Cool Bobby. Cool to follow the rules, yeah. Uh, anyways, um, let's see. I Oh, yeah, I've got other things to do today, too. As a matter of fact, um, we're going to continue the Bible moves. We'll hear from Dirk Durango and the Apostle Paul. So let's just review those Bible moves. Shake out your hands, the ones that we learned yesterday. Are you ready? Here we go. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Joshua, Judges, Ruth, 1st and 2nd Samuel, 1st and 2nd Kings, 1st and 2nd Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Job, and I, I, I did Job, I messed up on Job, this is not Job, this is Job, okay, two tears, say it with me, Job, Psalms, Proverbs, and Ecclesiastes. Very, very good. We're going to do a few more and then hear from the Apostle Paul. Now, put your hands over your ears. These are the five major prophets. Uh, plug your ears and say Isaiah. Would you, pardon me? Thank you. <laughs> you know, teenage girls are really very quick. I'm kind of amazed by that. So, anyways, uh, Isaiah, you know what? People, the prophet had bad news for the people, and they didn't want to hear. No, no, not listening. But they also missed the good news about Jesus, the Redeemer. So, that's in Isaiah. One more time. Isaiah. Jeremiah, the weeping prophet. Say, Jeremiah. Why was he weeping? Because God's people were being bad. They were sinning. He was all crying about it. Say, Jeremiah. Lamentations, another book. Now, here's a bowl of dust. Grab some dust, throw it up so it sprinkles your head. Now, who would do that 
except for an elementary boy, you know, a homeschooler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have to tell you about my homeschool elementary boy one time. We happened to be at the Grand Canyon. Mom and uh, K- Katrina were in the bathroom, and uh, Justin, age seven, was sitting there in the dust, and he would pick up a handful of dust and just put it on his chin like this. <laughs> yeah, this, he's a boy. He's a boy. He's 30 years old now, and he did that same thing. He went through the Marine Corps, spent 10 years there, and now he's a great dad. And his little boy is doing the same thing, <laughs> playing in the dirt. Anyway, uh, sidetracking. Stop it, Brian. Okay, where were we? La- Isaiah Lam- Lamentations. Ezekiel, go like this. Shave your head bald. Say Ezekiel. You, some of you have to imagine it, and others, you got it. <laughs> okay. Now he was not actually bald, but the Lord told him to shave his head and his beard as a sign of the people's sin. That was Jeremiah's project. I mean, uh, yeah, Jeremiah, one of the, one of them prophets. Okay. Yeah, Ezekiel. That's the guy, the bald prophet. One more time, Ezekiel. And then we have Daniel. Put some lion claws up there. Give a snarl. Say, Daniel. Yes, a godly man in a godless place, an awful pagan culture, but he held to his faith, and it got him in deep trouble in the lion's den. Guess who got him out of there? God did. And marvelous prophecies about the future. Say, Daniel. Let's do those five major prophets. Here we go. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel. We're going to speed through the 12 minor prophets, and then we'll be done with the Old Testament, okay? Are you ready? Here we go. Now, take your hands, go like this. Sometimes it helps to go like this. Turn one up and one down. Grab your thumbs. Try to pull them up. You can't do it. You can't do it. I'll tell you why. Because God loves you so much, he won't let go. That's our Bible move for the book of Hosea, an incredible story, incredible obedience that Hosea had to marry an unfaithful woman. Why? To show us that God's love won't let go of us. Say, Hosea. Then we have Joel. We're pouring out that Holy Spirit on all flesh. There's all the people in the world. God pours out his spirit. Say, Joel. Next we have Amos. There's a nail with a string on it and a little weight it's something that's called a plumb line and when that weight stops swinging it's perfectly vertical it's an illustration of righteousness for us in the book of amos say together amos obadiah we take two cups we drink one after another another say obadiah one more time obadiah what are they this is a cup of blessing when we obey the lord this is a cup of punishment when we disobey, say it one more time, Obadiah. Then we have Jonah, make a fishtail. You know that story, how the prophet Jonah didn't want to do what God told him to do. He went, God said, go this way. He went that way. God swallowed him up in a big fish and got him back online. It's a great story, of illustration of repentance. Say, Jonah. And then the book I was reading this morning during my devotions is Micah. Just limp with your legs, say Micah. And now, part of this book, God says he will gather in all the lame. So that's the verse I chose to be the motion. Say Micah. 
Nahum, we're going to grab a handful of junk. We're going to throw it straight out and say, Nahum. Let's dial this in better. That's not junk. That's poop. And we're throwing it on our clean white robes. Ugh. That's a picture of sin. It's yucky and stinky and smelly and just don't do it. Say Nahum one more time. Nahum. Then we have Habakkuk. Check your watch, which is, oh, some people do still have watches. That's good. It's not a Fitbit or an I whatever. It's a method of telling time, okay? <laughs> not your phone. See, because back 25 years ago, you said, okay, check your phone. No, no, no. We're checking our watch. Say Habakkuk. The question Habakkuk is, how long, Lord, until you deliver us from this evil? Say Habakkuk one more time. Habakkuk, almost there. Grab a broom, which is an archaic way of cleaning the floor. Okay, <laughs> say Zephaniah, Zephaniah. His message, the prophet says God's going to clean house. He's going to sweep out all the corruption and sin. Raise your hand if you've ever actually used a broom. Oh, good. See, homeschoolers, they're great. Okay, my kid bought a robot to do, you know, a Roomba kind of a thing. And so it's like, yeah, yeah. So his kids don't know what a broom is. My grandchildren. And it's like, what is this thing? What? Yeah. Anyways, Zephaniah, Haggai, take a nail and pound that nail. Say, Haggai. Haggai is the guy who finished the temple that was started by this guy. Remember his name? Ezra. That's correct. Ezra started it. Haggai finished it. Zechariah is next. Uh, pull out your robes like this and say, Zechariah. These are new robes of righteousness, how we will be dressed one day when we become uh, fully righteous under, in, in the Lord. Say, Zechariah. And the last book in the Old Testament is Malachi. Uh, bring your offering into the storehouse and God will pour out a blessing upon you. So it's Malachi. Say Malachi. Malachi. Okay, I need two volunteers to help me. Come on up here. <gasps> you girls, have, were you up here? No, wait, you were up here before, weren't you? Yeah, you're the drama girl who rose from the dead and became a zombie. It was, <laughs> it was really the cutest thing ever. Okay, now uh, let's try. How about some teeny tiny kids? There's one there and there's one there. Come on up here, little boys. Come and help me. Pastor Bebop's getting warm, so I can take off my fuzzy shirt. Come on, little boys. Oh, very good. We're going to do them all together, and then you help me do a review thing. What's your name? Hi, Matthew. What's, what's your name? Jacob. Jacob. Good Bible names. Way to go, parents. Uh, everybody. <laughs> everybody stand up. We're going to go through the whole Old Testament. Are you ready? You're like me. Okay, get your hands out. Shove your pockets. There you go. There we go. Uh, what's that first one? Zombies. Was that right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's zombies. Okay. Here we go. Genesis. Exodus. Leviticus. Numbers. Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, 
First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Song of Solomon, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel, jo, jo, <laughs> Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi. Give yourselves a big hand. Good job. Let me shake your hand. Oh, my goodness. You guys did a good job. Go sit down. Oh, that was good. I told you I was going to do a little review, and so here it is. It's called Stump the Pastor, Stump the Mom, Stump the Grandpa, Stump, stump the Teacher, Stump whoever. And uh, here's how it works, because everybody plays, okay? Yesterday you saw the, the shootout concept of review, which everyone likes to compete, right, and win, and it's not too offensive. So uh, here's how we're going to do it. You're going to try to stump me. And you're going to raise your hand. You can either do the hand motion that we've learned or say the book. And I will correspond with the book or the hand motion. Now, who's ready? Give me a hard one. Okay, way in the back. Yell it out. Very good. That's Ezekiel, the bald prophet. Good. Young man right there. There, the prophet Joel. Very good. Young man right there. Very good. Jonah. Yep, I'm so hard to stomp. Young lady, give me a good one. Oh, is that is that the, the crown? Yeah, first and second kings. Very good. Yes, sir. You can yell out the name of the book. Exodus. Like so. One more, yeah. Oh, she's limping. That's Micah. Yeah, very good. Yes. Judges is correct. Very good. <laughs> Thanks, you helped me. That was good. Yeah. Another one? Haggai. Uh, oh, my. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Haggai is the guy who, that's Habakkuk. Yeah. Haggai refinished the temple. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, now you know how to play stump the pastor, stump the whomever. Did I win? No. Teen girls say no. I'll turn in my beanie. <laughs> Has my DNA on it now. Oh, I better, I better hang on to that. Well, listen, uh, please do use the Bible Moves. Give them a like on that YouTube page and, um, and then uh, share them with your friends, please. I have, uh, I'm, I'm a fairly good, I'm comfortable on the platform. I do fairly well, I think, as a speaker. Eh, but um, I'm a really bad businessman. So <laughs> I've never made any money off it. Uh, I don't know that it would, but I do want it to be a blessing to other families. And so share with everybody about the Bible moves. We want to hear from the Apostle Paul today before we start with the New Testament Bible moves. Paul, will you help us out? Oh, yeah, just a minute. <clears throat> there. Okay, I'm ready. 
Uh, say hi to the people, okay? Grace and peace to you in the name of the Lord, our Savior. What you doing? She's very specific. Yes, you are sitting there listening to me. Paul, I wanted to ask you today about some of those uh, verses that we're learning. Oh, yeah, from the book of Romans? Yeah, yeah. Now, today's verse says, uh, the wages of sin is death. Right. What does that mean? Well, if you're a sinner, then somebody's got to pay the penalty, and that's death. Yeah, that sounds really serious, even for little sins. Well, there's not little sin or big sin. It's all just sin. Remember what I taught you? Missing the mark. If you're not perfect, you die. That's pretty graphic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I'm a puppet. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, listen, though, uh, <laughs> that seems kind of depressing. Is there anything more to add? Oh, yeah, you've got to learn the rest of the verse. The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Oh, ho, ho, ho. There's, a, there's, a, there's a second part to that. So we can have eternal life? Oh, yeah. Through Jesus, you can. Wait a minute. That's a pretty big gift. How does that work? Well, you see, Jesus did live the perfect life. He hit the arrow into the center of the bullseye every time. Never sinned. Not even once? Nope. Did he ever sass his parents? Nope. Did he ever get, like, bad thoughts? Nope. Thought about good things. Wow. How do you know? Because he told me that's why. Oh, okay. Well, that's amazing. But why does Jesus' perfect life pay for my sin? Well, you see, because life is in the blood. And if it's perfect blood, it pays the price for not only your sin, but my sin and their sin and her sin and everybody's sin in all of creation. Why would God do that? Because he loves us. He does. Wait, isn't that, isn't that what the other verse says? But God demonstrates his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's really profound. That's a lot of love, isn't it? You bet it is. And not just for you, but for me and all these good people here and all their families. Everybody who's lived, he loves us that much. Wow. That's pretty profound, isn't it? That God loves us so much that he sent his one and only son that we might have eternal life through in, believing in what he did. Yep, you almost got it. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty neat. I'm sure glad that you wrote that in the book of Romans and all those other books you wrote. How many were there? Thirteen different letters are in your current Bible. That's, that's a lot. Yeah. And you know what else? What? I'm going to come in the flesh tomorrow night. You are? You mean not as a puppet? Nope. Are you better looking? Nope. Well, I think that'll be interesting. Yeah. Well, I hope you're here too. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll make plans to come. Okay. Well, uh, tell everybody goodbye for now, okay? All right.
Uh, follow me as I follow Christ. See you later. Bye-bye. Trust Jesus. All right. Go to sleep, Paul. Okay. <laughs> I think it's a profound thing that God loves us so much, don't you? I mean, when somebody does something bad against me, um, it's hard to, hard to love them. I can't even do it. But God did. Even when mankind turned against him, even when we profaned his name, he sent his son to die for us in our place to pay our penalty of death so that through faith in him we might, like him, be risen from the dead and have life forever in heaven. That's our promise. That's our hope. And tomorrow morning, we'll have a little bit different morning message because we're going to talk all about that hope and what it means to hope in the future. Life beyond this world, which is far, far greater. It's going to be wonderful. All right. We're going to do our um, next section of the Bible moves. Everybody say the four Gospels. I'll bet you can say them out loud. Here we go. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They all tell the same story. It's the story of Jesus, isn't it? But if I were to pick four people from here and say, okay, tell me what you saw, what you learned at, at Heartland Camp this week, you'd say, oh, yeah, well, bebop. And then you'd tell the story four different ways. It's kind of like that with the Gospels, okay? And Matthew... Uh, <laughs> They all tell it four different ways. Now, what's Matthew, Brian? I'm having a, one of those senior moments. Yes, I am a senior. Ah, here we go. Here it is. Okay. The New Testament fulfills the old. Matthew was a student of Scripture. He wanted everybody to know that all the Old Testament promises of Messiah are fulfilled in the life of Jesus. Okay? So take your hands like this. That's the Old Testament. Here's the New Testament. We put them together like the jigsaw puzzle, and we say, Matthew. All together with me, Matthew. Excellent. The next book is Mark. We bow like a sermon. Say Mark. Mark was the first one to write a gospel. He wanted people to know Jesus came as a servant to us all. Say Mark. Mark. Then we have Luke. Rock a baby in your arms, and then point to yourself. Luke was a doctor in that day and he understood that jesus was fully human okay just like you and me he had all the same aches and pains and temptations and he lived in a different culture a different time uh i don't know maybe a similar desert like culture but anyway he was fully human he was a big brother he had mom and a dad and that is all what uh, we understand from the book of luke Say it one more time, Luke. Then we have John. We rock that baby again, but then we point to heaven because Luke wrote this so that we would understand Luke is, Jesus is also the son of God. In other words, fully divine. He was both human and God. So Luke and John help us to understand all the beauty of who he is. Fantastic place to start if you want to get to know jesus say john and once more john let's do these four here we go matthew mark luke john 
And then the book of Acts. Here's a flame. going to come down and rest on your head. Do not be alarmed, okay? It will not burn your head or your hair in, in, or your beanie. Uh, so uh, this is one of the symbols God used when he answered the promise of the prophet Joel to pour out his spirit on all flesh. He sent on the day of Pentecost his Holy Spirit. One of the symbols was the flame of fire. There was the sound of mighty rushing wind, and people were speaking in languages they had never learned. Remarkable uh, evidence of God's Spirit. Say the book of Acts again. Acts. Now, we always mishear that it's not like an axe that chops down a tree. It's like I'm going to the play, and I'm going to see Act 1, and then I'll see Act 2, okay? It's the book of Acts. Say it again clearly one more time. Acts. Then we have Paul's best work. Well, some people say it's the best work. It's Romans. Take your hands like that. This is a scale, which is something that has a, a stand, and there's two plates hanging down, and you try to even things out. It's a symbol of justice to make things even. Uh, and Paul wants us to know we are justified by the cross. One of the central themes of the book of Romans. Say it together with me. Romans. Very good. Then we have 1st and 2nd Corinthians. Try that. 1st and 2nd Corinthians. These are two letters of correction. You see, the Corinthian church was not doing well, and so Paul had to correct them. Any of you boys and girls ever been corrected by your parents? Yeah, yeah, once or twice. Do they still shake their fingers? They maybe text you about it? Or they give you one of these? Yeah, yeah, I understand. Uh, I got that too, of course, and we all should. First and second Corinthians. Four more, and then we're going to have another shootout. Here we go. Put your hands in uh, handcuffs. We're going to break free and say Galatians together. Galatians. Now, we're not uh, bound by, because we've been bad, what Galatians talks about is being bound by the letter of the law. And so Paul says, the life of Christ, his righteousness, sets us free from bondage to the law. Say Galatians. Galatians. Then we have Ephesians. Try that one. Ephesians. This book teaches us that we are the body of Christ and Jesus is the head. And what is the head? Uh, what is the body without the head? Dead. Yeah, it's nothing. <laughs> we have to stay connected to Jesus to function well as the body of Christ. That's Ephesians. One more time. Ephesians. And then we have Philippians. Try that one. Philippians. It is that um, Jesus, uh, the message is that our body is not so much, it's our spirit that is eternal. Okay, everybody stand with me, and I need some volunteers. Oh, yes, I do. Beanie Boy, come to help. And young, young lady right here, would you come on up? We Did we invent the beanie bump? Yes. I bumped heads with him, and I think we invented the beanie bump today. Uh, was, not, was it painful? No, no. What's your name? Annabella. Annabella, welcome. And face them now, or face each other. We're going to review everybody standing, starting with Matthew. Are you ready? Shake your hands up. Shake your face up. 
I think it's a dad thing. Can you really? Show us your... What? He said she could, but it's uh, maybe later, okay? At lunchtime, in private. <laughs> Take our... Maybe we can make it an activity, you know? We will in a bit, but we're going to start now with Matthew, okay? Oh, here, here we go. Thank you. See, because I had my hands ready for the other way. Why would you wear that shirt? It's a shirt. What is that thing? It's a pink bear who seems to be praying next to a bush with eyes. The what? Fortnite. I'll Google it. <laughs> Your kid's cousin gave it to him. I have heard of Fortnite, I, but that's all I know about it. Okay, here we go. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1st and 2nd, oh, now we're going, of, we're, I know, this is, this is all the believers, we're going to go through to Revelation, here's Jesus coming in the clouds, he's going to take us to be with heaven, in heaven. Sorry, Annabelle. Didn't mean to fall on you. So, yeah, try to get a little bit of lift. This is called the rapture, and uh, it represents the second coming of Jesus when he comes to bring the church to be with him in heaven. So, First and Second Thessalonians. I don't have as good a balance as I used to. <laughs> there we go. First and Second Timothy. Try that. First and Second Timothy. Now, these are two books that Paul wrote to Timothy, who was a young pastor. It talks all about how to lead the church, be a servant, full-time servant of the Lord as a pastor or a missionary, something like that. Everybody, one more time, First and Second Timothy. Then we have Titus. Try that one, Titus. This is an urging to do good, be kind and helpful. That's the message of Titus. Then Philemon. We're putting down money. Yeah, we're, we're paying a, a debt. It's a symbol of how Jesus paid our debt for sin. Say Philemon. Then we have Hebrews. And this one has the ASL name for Jesus, who is our high priest. Lots of great theology in here, which tells us that Jesus is not only the adequate sacrifice for our sin, but he is the priest himself the perfect priest and the perfect sacrifice hebrews one more time hebrews then we have james put a cross and then we're going to dig a shovel because our faith should result in works say james together james who was actually the lord's brother we'll hear a little bit more about him tonight uh hebrews james first peter Shiver like you're suffering and then put up the V for victory sign because First Peter teaches us we can have victory over suffering. Okay, say First Peter. First Peter. Then Second Peter. We're on the lookout for false teachers. <laughs> you're not a false teacher. You're not even scary. No, but people will teach us things that are not true. 
All you have to do is turn on the TV, okay? Lots of falsehood there. Don't trust the network news. Be discerning in all. No, SpongeBob is true. Yeah, we know. he mentioned SpongeBob. I'm sorry. Anyways, uh, that's Second Peter. Say Second Peter. Almost done. First, second, and third John. Try that. First, second, and third John teach us how to walk in love by John the Apostle of Love. Excellent teaching. Say that one more time. First, second, and third John. Then there's Jude. You know what I'm doing? I'm scoffing. You believe in the Bible? Oh, so dumb. You go to church? What a waste of time. See, I'm scoffing. People will tell you that. They'll scoff at your beliefs. And when you hang on to truth, guess what? Let them scoff because the truth remains. It's always true and it always will be. That's Jude. And the last book is Revelation. Try that one. Revelation. It's a wrap-up of history on the earth and a peek into the future, which is way bigger than earth history. We see the throne of God. We see the river of life. We see the trees that bear fruit in the city of God. We see the streets of gold. We see the judgment thrones. It's wonderful. And guess what? No sun or moon. Don't need them. It's lit by the light of the Lamb of God, Jesus himself, the light, and it's awesome. So, all right, very good. Why don't you be seated, and we'll have these guys do a shootout, okay? Annabelle, do you, do you think you can beat him? You left your Nerf guns. You won't need them, buddy. Let's try this. Now, I might say the book. I might do the motion. Are you ready? Okay, let's try the book of no it's it is an e-word ephesians is correct he shot you once okay let's try this one let me see the book of uh jonah Ooh, he beat you by a fin oh my goodness it was very close let's try this what is uh this book Who knows it out here? John is correct. Jesus, the Son of God. No shots fired. You're still alive. Okay, here we go. Let's try Daniel. We got you, girls. I'm sorry. Give Annabelle a big hand. And give uh, Bobby the big, we call him Beanie Boy. Okay, give him a big hand. Very good. Have a seat. I'll tell you what, we got to hear from Detective Dirk one more time. And, uh, you know, it's so important to know God's word, equally important to apply God's word in our lives. And our partner, the Holy Spirit, is the one who helps us to do that. And so today, if this will reach, thank you, Jesus. Okay. (laughs) We will hear from Detective Dirk Durango a little bit about how we might apply uh, God's word in our lives. Come on, little phone. There we go. This is called the case of the Holy Helper. 
<laughs> I'm Detective Dirk Durango, Chief Investigator on the Heresy Squad of the Doctrine Division of the Church of God. And this is my partner, the Holy Spirit. Say it with me. You can't see him, but he's always there. We walk our beat like, like a homeschool mom at a curriculum fair. When you want the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, we'll find it. We are the truth team. The day, Saturday, the city, my town, California. The mo am I still coming through? Or did I unplug somehow? Is it working? I think it is. Yeah. My town, California. The multi-pierced earlobe on the face of the USA. My partner and I were walking down the street through the park that sunny Saturday morning when all of a sudden I saw someone. Yeah, I knew that kid. He didn't see me because he was preoccupied. You see, the chain had come off his bike and he was trying to fix it. That kid I knew from school. Yeah, he was the one who teased me every day, called me Dirky Turkey Lurky Jerky Murky Turkey. I hate it when that happens. But he was the one who, uh, he made me drop my backpack right in front of the girls, the teenage girls. I was so embarrassed. Well, he was the one who always kind of bullied people, and me in particular. Well, you see, he didn't see me, but I saw him. I thought for a second I'd avoid him, but then I looked down, and what should I see but Mrs. Murphy's vegetable patch. And what should be there but the biggest, juiciest, overripe tomato you'd ever want to throw at somebody? <laughs> I thought, hey, I could throw this tomato. It would smack Bruno in the side of the head. I'd jump behind a bush. He'd never see what hit him. I thought, vengeance is mine. <laughs> That's when my partner spoke up. He has a way of doing that, you know, speaking in that still, small voice that sounds here, not here. <laughs> he reminded me of a verse of scripture I had learned uh, at kids' church the other day. It said, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I will repay. Well, I figured that it wasn't my job to repay Bruno for all those mean things he'd done for me. I tossed that tomato back in the vegetable garden. I was about to head the other way when my partner spoke again. He said, hey, love those who persecute you. Pray for those who persecute you. Love your enemies. I thought, wait a minute. Lord, you don't understand. This is, this is Bruno, the biggest bully on the block. <laughs> then he reminded me of another verse, something we'd gone over at Heartland Youth Camp. Well, the preacher had talked about it's easy to love those who love you. Even criminals do that. But a real Christian can love their enemies. Well, that's when an idea came to me, popped into my head. An idea about mechanics. You see, uh, I had fixed the chain on my bike just the other day. Maybe Bruno could use a hand. I went on over to where he was, and I stood there for just a moment. He looked up at me and said, What do you want, blind ball? I just about turned and took off down the block. 
But my partner reminded me of another verse that says, Don't be afraid, don't be discouraged, for I, the Lord, go with you wherever you may go. I looked into his eyes and I said, uh, Well, uh, you know, Bruno, I just fixed a chain on my bike the other day. I, I thought you could use a hand. Can I try? He was so surprised, his mouth dropped open and almost hit the sidewalk. He was even more surprised when I turned his bike upside down, got my hands on that greasy old chain, put it on the sprocket, gave the pedal a whirl, and turned it right side up and said, uh, there you go, Bruno. He's ready to roll. Bruno didn't say anything for a second, but he jumped on his bike, looked at me, reached in his back pocket and pulled out an old baseball card. He handed it to me and said, uh, thanks. And he was on down the streets of my town. Well, I looked and there was a baseball card there. Name I didn't know. Some guy by the name of Coco Crisp from the Oakland Athletics. <laughs> well, I guess it was Bruno's way of kind of telling me thanks. You know, it gave me a good feeling inside to do something for him. And you know, as I went on my way down the streets of my town, I had a thought that maybe, just maybe, someday, Bruno might become a part of the truth team. The events in this episode are made up, but they're not fiction. They're designed to teach divine truth and are not for entertainment alone. Any similarity to real life or real people is not coincidence. It's the work of God. I'm determined. Detective Dirk Durango, Chief Investigator of the Heresy Squad of the Doctrine Division. And this is my partner, the Holy Spirit. Say it with me. Yeah, I can't see him, but he's always there. That's why I walk my beat with confidence, and you can too, when you become a part of the truth team. See you later, kiddo. Bible teaching is great, but if you don't take it away from here and apply it, it's just so many words. That's my hope and prayer for you, that you would remember that the Holy Spirit would bring to your remembrance, when you need it, the scriptures, the Bible moves, the verses that we have learned, and that that will be a blessing to you, and that those that you have influence with. Well, I think our time is up. It's time for you to gather as families. I'm going to invite Brian up here, and you'll have some time to chew over what you've learned today and swallow it down and apply it. I hope that's a blessing to you.